This afternoon, we are going to venture behind the steel curtain with a very fine analyst for Goody Sports, more CBS Sports Talk Radio, and also with behind the steel curtain, one Mr. Brian Davis. Good to have you, Brian. Gordy, what is going on, my friend? Happy Friday to you. Well, as we needed to find out that we do not have another Dushman yet adopted into the Davis household, but it is on hold and could still happen. Yeah, there, there's a possibility. Um, the dog may be a little bit of a diva, does not like the rain, but neither do my dogs either, so we had to, uh, we had to move it to another Sunday as long as it does not interfere with Steelers-Browns. The dog will have a home with me. Well, your doggies are very talented, as I would expect nothing less, because I have heard they are observed out there with their little mini umbrellas. <laughs> oh, my dogs. They are uh, they're difficult. Let's just, let's just put it this way. If they were people, they'd be, uh, they'd be the mean girls, I would tell you that. And do not let those paws get wet. No, oh, no, no. They're, they are divas. And remember, you can't spell diva without Davis. Well said. Well, we're going to get right to it because we do have National Sports Day today. It's a biggie in Gordy Sports. Little more your comments. Well, you know what? I mean, this is what we celebrate, and sports is such a fantastic release. This is our business, and it's, uh, it's great to celebrate. But, you know, for a lot of us, Gordy, every day is sports day and especially during the NFL season. So uh, we celebrate it all the time, but it's nice to put a name to it. Along we go. We will recap your game with the Philadelphia Eagles last weekend, and we'll say for a short while, maybe even a half, it was a game. But again, just the futility, the errors with the Philadelphia Eagles, the gifts that they gave to you, and so on, you win this game 38-29. Yeah, you know, it was a it was a lot tougher game than uh, some people expected. Not me, as as I told you, it was going to be a lot closer. Carson Wentz did come to play. Um, he had a lot of uh, guys out. He did take advantage of Travis Fulgham. I uh, I'm very interested to see how that goes going forward. What the Steelers really did, though, is they shut down the running game, and that's hard to say that they shut down the running game when you say, well, hey. Mr. Sanders had a 74-yard run against you. Yeah, that was one play, and that was a complete breakdown. But when you look at it, they only gave up 20 more yards to a fantastic running back and a running, a running team the rest of the day. So that's cause to be excited with the defense. But the secondary really couldn't do anything with uh, Mr. Travis Fulgham. And Carson Wentz was getting that ball out quick. And he was threading a lot of needles, sometimes in decent coverage. So the Steelers kind of escaped. I, I know the uh, it was a nine-point victory. I know they beat the spread. But here's the bottom line of the whole thing, Gordy. That game was a lot closer than anybody expected. But here's the deal. You have the fact that the Steelers play close games. That's how they play on defense. That's how they play on offense. They never fully put a team away. and They make it dramatic at the end. That's not great viewing for somebody that is completely invested in it and has a heart condition. Um, there's people out there that uh, get a little too worked up, but the bottom line is it's always sports day and it's always Steelers day in western Pennsylvania and Steelers Nation. Well, certainly you were very kind to 
this Mr. Wentz, because I am not so kind, because, again, following them throughout the season, I just watched more of the same. Yes, you're correct, some good throws, but still hanging on to the ball too long, the interceptions, not throwing the ball away, and so on. Yeah, I, you know, I understand that, but that front seven in Pittsburgh is top-notch. Um, right now, they are on track for 80 sacks this season. Are they going to get that? No. But, you know, the record is 72, I believe. And they are just, they are averaging five sacks a game. They are completely on fire as far as getting after the quarterback. Wentz didn't have a lot of time. I'm not ready to uh, give up on Carson Wentz. And I, I am not as invested in Carson Wentz as everybody else um, in Fly Eagle, Fly Nation. But all I'm saying is that uh, he is still not playing with a full deck as far as the people around him. Agree. We did have a wide receiver step up in that game, but nonetheless, let me ask you, NFL quarterbacks, where do you place him as far as top, middle, bottom? I'm going to go ahead and uh, put him in the... uh, I'm actually still going to put him in the uh, top 50%, so I guess that's the middle of the road. Um, I'm saying about 13 or 14 Okay, that's fair, because I have him maxed out. He is what he is, and I'll give him some leeway because of the parts surrounding him. But that said, it is Carson Wentz, and we will now move on to this game that you have on Sunday, 1 o'clock, Brown-Steelers. Go. Well, here's the thing. To follow up on your Carson Wentz, thing where do you put ben roethlisberger a lot of people are still not ready to put ben roethlisberger in the top 10 but ben roethlisberger is playing the smartest football of his career he has become a film junkie he is a complete leader he has 10 touchdowns against one interception and he now has a brand new weapon in chase claypool you saw what happened last week with four touchdowns three receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. He's another weapon in Chase, excuse me, another weapon in Ray Ray McLeod as well, who had that 58 yard run on a reverse. Ben has so many weapons right now that he is actually the human NFL equivalent to the board game Clue Gordy, because if Professor Plum does not get you in the conservatory with the wrench, Colonel Mustard is going to nail you in the library. With the revolver. That's what's going to happen. And Pittsburgh Steelers, if it's not Chase Claypool catching the balls, it's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Eric Ebron, Deontay Johnson if he's healthy, Vance McDonald, James Conner coming out of the backfield. This is the most well-rounded as far as the Steelers go as far as weapons. Back in the day when they had a, a superstar named Antonio Brown, when he was double-covered, you were going to guys like Sammy Coates. You're going to guys like Kobe Hamilton. Where are they now? That's how well-rounded Pittsburgh is, and they can kill you so many ways on offense. On defense, that front seven is absolutely spectacular. We talked about the sacks. We talked about them having a potential defensive player of the year in Mr. T.J. Watt. What's suspect right now is the secondary. Still not aggressive enough. They're still getting picked on. I don't know if you can continue to say that they're left on an island, but they really need to get it together with the Cleveland Browns coming into town because you have not only Jarvis Landry, 
Odell Beckham Jr. I know they're a little beat up. They showed up on the injury report, but believe you me, they're going to show up this week. As we speak, now Beckham, he really apparently is daffle. You have him playing? I, you know, he went home. He went home with an illness yesterday. If it if it is not COVID nineteen, and there's no really, uh, there's no really saying right now that it is COVID. I don't even know if he's been tested. No, it could be the flu. It could be anything. The reports coming out that it's not. Continue with your game analysis. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing: you've got strength on strength in this game. You have the best rushing defense in the league against the finest rushing attack. I know Nick Chubb is not in this game, but where the Steelers have faced problems with running backs, and they faced great running backs all year, so where they've faced the problems has been when they catch the ball out of the backfield. That's where the Steelers are susceptible. I think nobody does it better than Kareem Hunt, especially as a guy that is really a number two running back. Kareem Hunt could absolutely shred you, and they've got to be on the lookout for him, look for uh, Devin Bush Jr. to be going after uh, him as a shadow, making sure he's watching him at all times. This is just a situation where they've really got to be wary of this Cleveland Browns offense because it can put up a lot of points. they put up in the 30s the last four games. They are absolutely dangerous. On the other side of the ball, look for a lot of chippiness. In fact, I expect a possible line or two coming out of this game, a suspension. There's a lot of anger from last year for some reason. Cleveland feels that they need, uh, well, Kareem Hunt feels that they need revenge for uh, the honor of Miles Garrett. Um, I'm not going to get into that. All I'm going to get into is the fact that there is a lot of bad blood here. This is Cincinnati Bengals, Fontes Burfecht 3.0. Now, this is a situation that could get ugly very quick. The Steelers are very businessman-like in this game, um, but the problem is they're focused, but when you have an unrational entity on the other side, it's very easy to lose your focus and get away from your game plan. That's the only thing that I'm worried about in this game, but if I know Mike Tomlin, he's going to have these guys ready and shut out the noise, Gordy. And your score prediction and winner. You know what? I think it's. Uh, I think you're going to throw out, throw defense out the window in this game. I'm going 38 to 34. I'm back and forth on this. I'm wary of this game, but I'm going to go with the hometown Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, as you are aware, Coach Quay has done that. Also, let's look at one other game—a late game on Sunday. You can give your analysis: Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Wow! I got to tell you, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. That is going to be a shootout of great quarterbacks. Uh, So many number 12s in that game. But I really think that even though the Tampa Bay defense is very, very strong right now, especially against the run, it's not going to matter because you've got a 1,500-yard running back in Aaron Jones, and Aaron Rodgers is absolutely on fire. They've had that week off. I think it's good. Any team's going to be hard-pressed to beat Green Bay this year. There's going to be a lot of... uh, Top heaviness in the standings. You're going to see a lot of 14 and two, 13 and three teams this year, and a lot of three and 13 and two and 14 teams on the other side of the ball with less parity. I really think that it's uh, Green Bay's year as far as in the NFC. I don't know if Tampa really has has a chance. Interesting. We talked about it on the show yesterday.
and probably some said Green Bay, others went with Tampa Bay, but yeah, I give the nod to Green Bay. Absolutely. I mean, I, I they're on a mission right now. Thank you for joining Coach Gordy. Well, thank you. Have a fantastic day. Happy Sports Day to you, my friend.